Hello and welcome to the Mind Body Fertility Podcast. I'm Fran, a fertility mindset coach. And this is Jen, and I'm a functional fertility coach. In this podcast, we talk about a range of mind body topics, all relevant to your fertility journey. From evidence based tools to sharing about our own and our clients' experiences when it comes to optimizing health, improving your chances of getting pregnant, and also enhancing your quality of life. You are not alone. Our goal with this podcast is to support you in getting pregnant, to be the friends who get it. And that's why in each episode, we bring together functional healthcare and mindset tools that will help you get pregnant. We are super passionate about what we do and want to support as many people as possible. You know how lonely trying to conceive can be. So please subscribe to this podcast and even better, leave a review so that more people can find us. Do you have any questions for us? We would love to hear from you and answer your questions in our next episode. You can send your questions via email to mind body fertility podcast at gmail.com now let's get started hello and welcome to episode seven of the podcast hi jen hello fran episode seven already oh my yes. goodness how are you doing i am doing fantastic it's been a kind of a really busy week so far and i'm but it's going good Yes, I'm glad. Same here. Very busy this week and uh, time is just flying by. I can't believe we are on episode seven. So thank you for our listeners who are making it happen for us. And um, yeah, I hope you're ready for today's episode. Um, I particularly like this topic uh, because it's a topic that is very common, um, missed or skipped um, it's a topic that lays out the foundation for any change or any improvements you want to do in your life in all areas, really, not just in your fertility journey. So I love this topic. This is actually a topic where I start my programs with my clients. So this is a topic that is really about setting up the foundations for what's next. So Jen is going to be talking about clearing the clutter and I will be talking about finding clarity. Is that right, Jen? Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is, this is a, a topic that I go over with my clients in the very beginning as well. And I think it's so, so very important, um, to, our client's ability to actually like accept and absorb and be able to implement, you know, the tools and stuff that we give them, because I mean, unfortunately the reality is we are so busy in our lives. Um, and oftentimes we, if we find some gaps or free time somewhere in our day, we're often likely going to find something to fill it. So that 
that being said, you know, there are often, you know, things that we create habits around that aren't really necessary in our daily lives. And they really just, they create more, um, of an ability for us to avoid adopting habits and having, and creating time and space and having that energy to adopt things that are going to, you know, help us, um, in, like you said, whatever area of our lives that we want to improve or change, um, you know, and oftentimes it's like, I see clients, like when I first started coaching, um, I would see clients, they're like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get, you know, why I need to do this. And I understand, you know, the protocol that you've laid out for me and, um, you know, I've tried, but I just can't seem to fit it in my life. Right. I can't seem to fit these seemingly easy things. Right. You know, whether it's going to bed at a certain time or, um, you know, incorporating more vegetables into your diet, you know, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. Um, you know, my clients were, they were having a really, really, really hard time implementing these things. And so, you know, after a certain amount of time, I was like, you know, what's going on? This is like a theme. This is a trend that is not helpful. You know, it definitely made my job as a coach a lot harder. And, you know, that's what really frustrates people. You know, my clients were frustrated because they're like, okay, you're telling me what to do, but I don't know, like, I don't know how to get it done. Um, and they really wanted to, that was the thing that really frustrated them the most is that they really, they really wanted to, they were really trying and they just could not figure out like how to make it stick. And, you know, maybe if you have, um, attempted to, I mean, we could take like the new year's resolutions, for example, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a great example. Um, I don't even remember what the statistics are, but it's like, it's a very small percentage of people that actually stick to their new year's resolutions. And, you know, it's no wonder why, like we don't, we, we brainstorm what we want and, you know, what we might need to get there, but we don't actually take a look at all the areas in our life that could sabotage that unconsciously even, right? Like we wouldn't even know that, that certain things in our lives would be sabotaging that. So, um, take for instance, I had a client who, um, is, you know, was struggling, was struggling to get pregnant And, um, you know, she had some sleep habits that were not helping her, um, you know, keep her hormones balanced and, you know, um, making good food choices and all that kind of stuff. When you're tired, you, you're not making good food choices. We've talked about that before, but, um, she, she was, going to bed quite late, like almost midnight and waking up at like six 30 in the morning. So she was, she was getting, you know, six and a half hours of sleep. 
and waking up in the morning, go figure, you know, just exhausted and having to really, really push yourself throughout to get through the day. And, you know, we talked about why she should consider going to bed much earlier. Um, you know, and I made a strong suggestion that she be asleep by 10 PM, which, you know, may mean that she needs to be in bed by nine 30. Um, and she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I really, I really want to get more sleep. I know I would feel so much better. Um, she understood, you know, the, the implications that lack of sleep has on her hormones and, um, you know, just in general, how her day goes and her overall happiness in life. And, you know, she, she tried that for, you know, I think it was less than a week. Um, and at our next call, um, you know, we, I was checking in with her and I was like, you know, how did the new bedtime routine go? And she's like, well, the first couple of days went really well, but you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. And, um, you know, she started kind of falling out of, you know, her new habit of going to bed on a decent hour. And we really uncovered that, you know, she was taking on too much. Um, she is very much one of those kind of people that will raise her hand first and volunteer to do something for other people. Um, she just had her, like her whole life was overloaded and she figured out that she uses all like that extra time, um, you know, at night to get a lot of things done because people aren't coming to her and asking her to do things all the time. Right. So she, (laughs) we had to really go and take inventory. I love taking inventory of things, you know, Mm -hmm. how I love that for him, (laughs) um, of, you know, the things in her life that she had control over, um, you know, that she had responsibilities behind, of course, you know, your job has, you know, is one of those things that you have responsibilities over, you know, maybe you have somewhat flexibility in, you know, how you do your job or when, or, you know, whatever, or maybe you don't. Um, but you know, there's other things that we need to consider too. Like, what are you doing for other people that they could do for themselves very easily? Um, you know, where can you delegate things that are, you know, the household chores, you know, making dinner, where can you, you know, go to your spouse and say, you know, can we trade, you know, nights of the week on who makes dinner? Um, things like that. That is the kind of clutter that we need to clear out to make space for incorporating these new habits. Cause you can't just layer things on top of each other, right? That's where you're pretty much guaranteed to fail. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
you can't just add more fuel to the fire. Um, you know, and I, I'm a huge proponent of managing stress and guess what? Piling things to do and, you know, new habits and all this kind of stuff and trying to fit them in like pieces of a puzzle in your life. That's just going to add more stress. And so, you know, where we can eliminate, we can eliminate some stressors and manage others, um, is through this process of clearing the clutter. What is not important? What do you not like to do? I mean, that's an important consideration as well is like, what are you doing in your life that you don't actually enjoy doing? Because, you know, it's sometimes we're doing things we don't enjoy that aren't necessary, you know? And I, I, I've, I've done this now with my clients, um, going forward for a couple of years now, and it's actually a pretty, pretty profound way to open up space, energy, time, um, and all that kind of stuff for them to be able to incorporate the, the things in their protocol that are going to, you know, get them results. And that's what I'm here for as a coach, right? I'm Mm -hmm. not here to coach them on like, okay, eat this, eat that. And, you know, you should be good to go. You know, there's, there's nuances to everybody's life. Everybody's life is different and we need to figure out how best to, 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 um, you know, fit those things in and, uh, yeah, it's a fantastic method. Absolutely. I really love it. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up and saying all of that, because I think from my perspective, it's very similar um, where where we see where I see clients Mm -hmm. and the fact, you know, what you said in the beginning that is not about knowing what to do and how to do and what you should do. If knowing was enough, then you know we would all be. have everything <laughs> we wanted, right? Yeah. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. So it takes a little bit more than that. And whenever we leave for putting the puzzle together and trying to fit, you know, all these changes and improvements to your life, um, to already a busy life, it's it, it's like it's not like it's setting you up for failure, but it's not you're enhancing your opportunities to get where you what you want to get the results you want. And we tend to very rarely in our lives take inventory, like to really sit down and think, what is working in my life and what isn't working in my life right now. So this is a great opportunity to do that. Um, so I think it's important to, to, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you to evaluate things that you might foresee being a roadblock to, you know, your progress too, because it's super unfortunate, but it's the truth that there's people in your life that aren't going to like what you're doing. Your spouse, for example, 
I, I have experienced this personally when I made some dietary changes, you know, when I started eating better, I, I will admit I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed like, or self-diagnosed, whatever sugar addict. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would eat so much junk all the time. And when I decided that I was done with that, I was done feeling like garbage. I was done with all the symptoms and my cycles just being so crazy wacky. And I was feeling horrible and I had all this extra weight that I couldn't get rid of. Um, you know, and I made the choice to put me first and start eating in a way that I know would support my body and my goals. My spouse wasn't super excited about it. And in fact, he, um, you know, he would kind of joke about it, you know? Mm. Um, and I don't know if he like thought it was funny that I was trying this and didn't really believe that I was actually, you know, making these changes seriously, um, or not, but you know, there's, I know that happens often. Yeah. You know, there's people in your life that are not necessarily going to support you in a way that will actually be supportive. Yeah. You know, so taking, taking, you're evaluating things in your life that might be potential roadblocks so that you can, you know, understand where or what to look out for, I guess I should say, Mm -hmm. um, when you're, when you're, when you meet that roadblock, you can recognize it and be like, okay, this is, this is what I need to do to get over this. Um, instead of just being stopped in your tracks and like, Oh, no, I can't move any further. You know, I might as well just stop because I'm not going to be able to make progress anyways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, an expectation setting, isn't it? It's like easier to set your expectations if you know what resistance it will be in your way. Yeah. Yep. So when it comes to your clearing the clutter process, when you do it with your clients, and just for clarification, I think I, I, I got this from you as you were talking about it, but just to clarify, it's not necessarily food or nutrition that we're talking about, or we're talking about everything, lifestyle, everything, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like what, what things do you have control over? Right. We start with what things do you have control over? What things do you not have control over? Right. And we start there. Um, and we kind of, we go forward, right. Um, into the roadblocks, which roadblocks do you foresee possibly, you know, making this harder for you? Mm-hmm. And we address those. Um, and then, you know, I think one of the things too, that's really important is the mental clutter that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, what thoughts are you holding about yourself that are going to end up being roadblocks as well. Mm. One of the most common ones is I've tried this before and I've always failed. And so I don't have, um, 
you know, very high expectations for myself to actually succeed in this. Right. Those kind of thoughts can be cluttered in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, very just, common thoughts, by the way. Yeah. Just generally mm-hmm. negative thoughts that are not, I mean, you need to be able to support yourself as well. Yeah. You know, and, um, and being able to tell your loved ones, friends, family, how they can best support you as you make these changes, um, is important. You know, there's a lot that we can go over and it's, like I said, it's very, it's individual. Yeah. Um, depending on what their life is like, who, where, what their support systems are, um, you know, what roadblocks they, they potentially see coming up. So, um, you know, you can, you can get pretty deep with this stuff, but it's necessary. It's absolutely critical to do this before you even start implementing any changes, any habit changes in your life, because without doing this, there's so much there that you're going to bump up against. And, you know, if you've had any experience in life, I'm sure that, you know, you've had instances like that quite often. Yeah. And and I'm interested to know from you, because in my experience with my clients, this isn't, this isn't something that is done necessarily in one session only. And what I mean by that is the, I have the, the, the finding clarity part, which I am going to talk about, but very similar to what you're talking about now with clearing the clutter. But I feel like for every session or every new theme or topic that we're discussing in session, we always kind of touch on it in a way, be it as you're saying, how to communicate it to others. What do you expect to be the resistance this week, you know, on this thing that we're working on today? So do you find that you also carry that theme around your coaching or is this a, a one session kind of thing? Yeah, no, that's definitely true. And, you know, what I notice is that sometimes when, you know, my clients implement something new, they end up finding some kind of resistance that they never expected. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's normal. And, I think that's why having a coach is so incredibly important to work through that kind of stuff because, you know, we're kind of creatures. We're, we're funny in a way that like when we hit up against resistance, we're just like, Oh, okay. You know, this wasn't meant to happen this way. And, um, it's really kind of hard for us to see the broader view. And we have like tunnel vision, um, you know, when we, when we bump up against these, these issues. And so having somebody there who can help you recognize, Hey, you know, this is probably what's going on. You know, we have these tools that we can use. Um, and I think really just being able to explain like my point of view on why they're seeing this resistance, what's going on. Um, is enough for them to be like, okay, yep. I totally get that. And then it's not even as big of a deal as 
you know, it was before we got on the call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think this is, this is something that, um, is addressed more often. Um, but like I said, super critical in the very beginning to set that foundation, set the tone for making the changes, right. Mm -hmm. Clearing that clutter out, getting rid of the garbage that doesn't need to be there so that you can make room for the things that are going to be important for you to, you know, optimize fertility and help you get pregnant and, or, you know, whatever you want to, whatever change you want to make in your life. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. That's, that's a pretty, pretty key piece for sure. Yeah. And I think it's very similar to finding clarity in so many ways. So the finding clarity is similar because it's like taking an inventory, like you just described, but of the things that are giving you energy and depleting you. And that could be things, tasks, people, (laughs) um, thoughts, anything that is supporting you or taking from you. And we usually break it down in four areas. Um, So you have the physical side, the spiritual side, if you are a spiritual person, the mental and the emotional side. And we look at those things and we think all the more of the clients um, kind of doing that inventory of finding clarity. And then together with that, we jump into the uh, nervous system. I don't know. I know I mentioned the nervous system in previous episodes, but, and it goes with why we do that goes with the, what we were saying before that is not about knowing what you should do and the, the, the theory behind, um, because all these things are top down are from your brain to your body, your brain understands and is trying to make your body do something, but it doesn't work that way most of the time. So what we do, we work on the bottom-up approach, which is understanding what's happening in your body and why your nervous system is reacting in a way that is blocking you from doing what you know is right for you, from doing the things that you've already heard of, read about, or being told that is better for you, which is that block of the new year's resolution example that you gave which is such a great example because you know we i think we all can all of us can pretty much in some level on some level resonate to that oh yeah um and yeah so the clarity part also includes what's happening for you in your nervous system and we just map out you know let's let's just sit here and know this is usually done in session um the map out what your nervous system is like. What are the things that you do when you are in a fight or flight mode? What are the things that you do when you are in a shutdown mode? So in a dorsal mode. 
And one of the things that you do when you are in ventral, so when you are in flow, when you feel joy, and then you can kind of recognize or the, the client will start having clarity and recognize, identify the things that are probably missing or the things that have, there are, there are too much ha happening too often, too much in their lives. Um, it's like having this awareness because I believe that a lot of it starts with awareness. So starting with you recognizing where you are today so that you can choose the right or the most obvious for you next steps um, in order to get where you want to get because there are so many ways and so many tools and so many approaches that we can use in our roles as, as coaches but for that to work and even for the client to know um, what they want you know what's most appealing for them in that moment they have to know where they are um, where they starting from um, so it is usually something that we do in one session these two combinations of um, mapping out the nervous system and kind of taking inventory of their energy management and that gives them a bit of much more clarity in terms of where they are and how they can get to where they want to get and that's pretty much where we both so myself and my client we set out a roadmap for us to get where they want to get so I feel like this is one of the most if not the most part of of coaching for me is really getting that foundation right so that there is clarity in knowing what progress we're making so we can always check in and see okay on our first session we were here where are we today are we improving is that progress is the progress where we want it to be and how are we gonna move on from here um, because everything I, I, I think that at least the way that I approach my coaching is very personal. Yes, there is like a structure that will take from A to B, but that's not a one fit, one size fits all approach is more of a personalized and see what makes sense for you right now. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty similar, but I feel like yours obviously goes into a little more detail, right? Um, you're obviously working with your clients in a different respect. And so going deeper with them in with that is probably really helpful. So I'm curious, does does that help you going through that? Does that help you kind of identify which tools would be best for your clients to help them with their journey? I can, I can kind of imagine that, you know, as they're going, they're, they're mapping out, right. Their nervous system and, you know, what they do in certain States, um, or what they gravitate towards, right. Can mm -hmm. maybe help you identify 
some tools that would be helpful for them as well. So, yeah, I know that's a great question because I think that's exactly it. And that's the reason why this, this part of finding clients polarity is so important is because we can see with the mapping out of the nervous system, especially where they are most of their time. Are they in fight or flight? Are they in dorsal? And then see, okay, for me to get from, because the nervous system is split in three, the ventral part is where we are feeling joy and peace, where we are content within ourselves, when life is flowing. This is like the goal. It's not achievable that we are always there. I mean, we are always going to fluctuate between all these states, but it's not, we cannot get stuck in a state and stay there. So we need to work together, coach and client, in order for the client to be able to shift from a fight or flight state, from a sympathetic state into a parasympathetic, a, a ventral state. Or a dorsal, so when they're going to shut down, when dissociate, when they completely disconnect from others, it's the same. So how can they move into ventral? So how can they go into parasympathetic from there? And there are tools that it's like a ladder. It's like you have to be able to flow from the three states up and then back into ventral. Um, and so we can learn where the client is most of the time and how they can jump from one state to the other. Um, and there's something called the window of tolerance within that. So some people can tolerate more stress than others, for example, just to give an example. And that's because they probably have a, a bigger window of tolerance when it comes to stress. So they, they need a lot of stress in order to burst, right? And it's the same with the window of tolerance. So you work with the client around the edges of their window so that you can expand that tolerance of whatever it is that is happening for them. So some people get really, um, really, they really struggle with different things. For some it's triggers, like how do I deal with triggers? For others is the hoping part. So how can I be more hopeful about my, my, my possibilities that this will ever happen for me, that I will ever get pregnant. So by mapping out where they are today, we know where they are and then how we can work together in order for them to feel what it is that they want to feel. Is it because they want to feel more hopeful or they want to feel less affected by triggers during their day? So we can work together on that. And with that, the coping tools will come with that. Yes. That's brilliant. Great question. I can imagine you get quite a bit of success, you know, helping your clients with, with that tactic. So it's, yeah. I mean, I love that we both incorporate this into our coaching and it seems like it's a huge, huge area of focus for you with your clients. Um, and it's a pretty big area of focus for me as well, but only for different reasons, right? Yeah. You know, it just, it opens the door for, um, you know, for other things to be able to flow in. Whereas I think you're, you're using it more for them to really understand themselves mm -hmm. and, um, 
you know, like you, like you said, how to cope with life, anything that, you know, life, life throws at us, which is absolutely important, no matter, you know, where you're at on your fertility journey, or even, you know, even if you've already had a baby, mm-hmm. <laughs> coping yeah. skills are great tool, a great yes. tool for when, um, you know, when you're a parent and exactly. got children in the house. Yeah. I always say that these skills, everything you learn in coaching, and that's the same for you, I'm sure it's for life. It's like, you're learning about Absolutely different lifestyles making new habits taking inventory you know things that you've probably never done before um how to cope how to you know work with your thoughts so that they don't drag you down or how to work with your emotions understanding that all of us have low emotions and understanding that you are normal you know because we always when when we are hit in a state of resistance, as you were saying earlier, we tend to look for something to blame, something to put the blame on. And if we can't find anything, the easiest way is to turn it to, you know, turn the finger to ourselves and think it's me, I'm wrong, or um, I'm doing this wrong, or there's something wrong with me. So yeah, I think, um, I love what you're saying that this is for life. You know, this is not just for this moment in time of trying to get pregnant. It's important here where you are, but it is for life. And I recently have a a client who had a baby a year ago. um, And she's saying, I I still use some of the tools, especially with her thoughts. You know, she was someone that really dealt with a lot of negative thoughts and a lot of uh, negative self-talk so she's saying I still do it and it's incredible to see how life-changing it can be it's it's simple um may not be easy but once you learn you can apply it anytime absolutely yeah and once yeah once it becomes a habit right it's the hardest part is creating the habit and learning how to, when life throws things at you, learning how to not let that habit slip away, right? Not let that, that good habit slip away, right? Yeah. So, you know, or being able to kind of pivot if, if life throws you something that, you know, isn't temporary, if it's a you know, a permanent thing, um, or a long-term thing, how can you incorporate this new habit or fit it in? Um, if you need to clear some more clutter, then you know how to do that, right? You can, I think more easily recognize when you come up with, you know, against roadblocks, what those roadblocks are instead of going, Oh gosh, this is too hard. I don't know. And, and just leaving it at that, Mm -hmm. you know, this is too hard and not really investigating what the hard is, what that roadblock is so that you can remove it or get over it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, these are definitely lifelong, lifelong, um, 
tools that you can use to clear clear that clutter out of your life find some find clarity and uh you know where you where you want to be where you're at right now and you know improve improve all areas of your life well said well said yeah so thank you for another episode yeah this was a good one i mean they're all good but (laughs) yes i think this this is a very good one because it's such a foundation important foundation so I hope that our listeners enjoy and that you take away something from this. Um, Please let us us know what it is. What is it that you're taking away? We would love to hear from you. So if you want to drop us a note and let us know, um, that would be amazing to hear. And if you want to leave a review, if you enjoyed this, it would be even more amazing to help more people find us. So thank you, everyone, and see you next week. Bye, everybody.